Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sex Queens. I'm Jules. And I'm Maggie. Keeping you on top so you stay hot. Hey, everyone. Welcome to our quickie segment. We haven't done a quickies in a while, but we think this would be a great opportunity to do this one. It's an interesting one, and it definitely applies to a bunch of couples out there. And it is about scheduling sex. I ran across this article that made me think of this for a quickie section about this woman. It was actually on a health.com article about this woman that wrote about an experiment that she did with her spouse. Um, It's actually from Britain. Um, And she was saying that she was scheduling sex sessions with her spouse on a calendar and they decided to do a challenge for themselves. This is actually not the first time that I read about this. Um, they did a challenge for themselves of telling themselves that they're going to have sex for 14 days in a row straight, um, to see if it helped with their intimacy. Yeah. I think it's a fun experiment. And like the way that they were like, well, logically the only way that we can do this is if we can schedule in a time for it. Um, so that they know that they had enough time to get it in every day. (laughs) Yeah. I say generally taking a step back, um, scheduling sex is always kind of talked about as a negative thing you know like I've definitely even said this in the past I mean I'll admit it where if you have to schedule sex then people kind of think that that relationship that does that is like on the decline or you know takes the sexiness out of it because spontaneity equals sexy and that actually is a big myth a lot of sex psychologists and this is something that I learned recently yeah. um, as a result of you sending me that article is that a lot of sex psychologists actually suggest scheduling sex and making it something like physically written on your calendar at a certain time of day that you both agree on like just like a meeting or something like an appointment um, and it actually is a really good way to increase intimacy through partners that are kind of going through a slump um, for a bunch of different psychological reasons like For example, there's, and I think this is also really applicable now, like, you know, couples are stuck together all the time. Um, They're stuck at home together or they have kids in the house or, you know, they're both working from home or whatever it is. There's a lot of tension in the home right now and for couples that live together. And so this could be an interesting way to get out of that slump. Um, But in general, even like before COVID, this was a really common thing that sex psychologists used, which I just didn't know about. Yes, like sex psychologists and couples therapists, like if people are going through a slump or if they're just reporting that they're not having sex a lot, one of the things that would be recommended is to just write it down or agree on a time and date that you have that you schedule it. Kind of even like I like to call it, it sounds better, like a sex date. Sex date. I like it. Like you're scheduling, but you know that you're scheduling to have sex. So it kind of takes the pressure off of the idea of is it going to happen? If it's not going to happen, because you kind of have that in mind going into it. So I feel like it helps psychologically for a few different reasons. One, when you write something down, you're more likely to stick to it and do it. That's why like scheduling and planners work because we as humans really like to cross that stuff off the list. So even though that makes it not sexy, but like if you're scheduling it, it's on your mind. That's why they say like, oh, if you're going to start working out or something like that to write it down so you get yourself in the habit of being like, oh, I have to do it. Like I'm keeping this appointment with myself. It keeps you accountable. So I haven't mastered that one yet for working out, but yes, I hear you. I haven't either. You know why? Because I don't write it down, even though I know it would work if I did. 
Yeah. Right. I'm like, I wrote it down. I'm just going to make myself feel bad because I'm not going to do it. Let's be real. It's like, yes, whether you're going to do it or not, but it does help when you write stuff down. Like think about just the accountability factor. Like even when we do this, we do recordings, we're accountable because we pick a time and we're like, we're going to do it that day. So then even if we don't want to, or it could be easy to be like, oh, we forgot. We remember because we have it like written down. It gives the accountability piece. That's Um, true. But then also for the other part about like knowing what's happening, like for some couples, I feel like they're a lot of times on different, as we've talked about before, they're on different pages of imagining like when sex should happen or like miscommunication, stuff like that. So like this way, if you're communicating like a sex state up front, kind of both people know that they're expecting to get their minds into an intimate space. Now, of course, as with anything else, if it doesn't happen at that specific time, that's okay. But then at least maybe you know that during that time, you're going to cuddle or be a little bit more intimate. Like even if let's say the sex day time comes and you're not in the mood to have sex, you're 10 times more likely to do something of some kind of intimate bonding versus not at all. But what this article shows is that having that type of date set up usually leads to an increase in frequency of doing it because sometimes it's just a matter of getting out of the habit. And when you're in the habit of something, then all of a sudden you're like back to doing it again. So like sometimes intimacy and sex just kind of flies out the window, just like working out or just like healthy eating, just like anything else. Like when you're out of the habit and you've gotten used to being like, oh, I'm tired or we don't have time for that. Life stressors get in the way, la, la, la. This is a good way to reset and be like, wait, no, I do have time to have sex. Like I have time to set aside that half hour, hour or 15 minute quickie or whatever it is. And then it like usually having it scheduled leads to a higher chance of it becoming more spontaneous because then you remember one, you enjoy it, two, that you do have time for it, three, that it's like not this big task that sometimes I think people set up in their head when they're really busy. So I like it for those type of ideas or factors like to make it a little bit more sexy is that it can lead to more sexiness later by just being in the habit of being intimate with one another. Uh, I also think with this that makes it a little bit different than working out is that you're making an agreement with your partner. Yeah. So there's kind of this mutual like contract that you're almost, you know, like a meeting that you're like, for example, you and I, we meet up to record. And if one of us can't do it, the other person might be disappointed or be like, oh, crap, that was the only time that worked for me. And then it makes it more complicated. Whereas opposed to like, if I recorded by myself, I would just find another time. So similar to that, it also creates this like trust and intimacy there in a way, because you're you're creating this intimate agreement with your partner that this is the time that you set aside. And so you're more likely to stick to it for that reason as well. Like you shake hands on it almost, um, or, you know, you shake dirties on it, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's a great benefit from it. Also, I think that it's a good benefit for people that are stuck together. So like, it's obviously, you know, we can see how it's beneficial for people that have busy schedules, like we said, have kids or just have different jobs or whatever that is, um, scheduling it, you know, really make sure you set aside that time and you don't put it to the side. Um, but some other, like comparing it to say spontaneous sex, because spontaneous sex has its benefits, obviously, like who doesn't love, you know, quickie sex or spontaneous sex. But um, sometimes like with spontaneous sex is you might get the phrase of, oh, babe, I'm just tired. I'm not in the mood for it. Or like, you know, your partner goes to bed at 9 p.m. and you're up at 11 p.m. feeling super horny and then they're like wanting to sleep and then you're left with that kind of disappointment. And that can, over time, if it happens consistently, create a kind of dissonance in between you and your partner. 
Yeah. So, and then it can, you know, snowball into like other issues if you don't address them and yada, yada. But so that's another reason why scheduling sex can help overcome that sometimes uh, where you don't have to schedule like every time you have sex, but making sure, like you said, you know, that, you know, Friday is date night or, um, or whatever it is. No, sex date. This one is not not just going on a date because after a date, you can be tired. This is literally sex date. You're planning to We're getting it on. Like in your well, mind, not a lot of people are going out, so at least they'll be home when they're on dates. So sex you know date. they're more likely to have sex. But yes, sex date. Um, but yeah, so it it takes that and like also other things that I read in this article I didn't even think of, but um, like physically, if you have to prepare beforehand. So for example, some women like they need to use like a type of cream, you know, vaginally or like. Men have, you know, have to prepare in some way, like either whether it's taking a medication like a Viagra and just kind of like the timing of that sort of thing. Scheduling sex can really help with uh, because there's, you know, every couple goes through this that's been dating more than a month is there's just some days or weeks or months that you're just not on the same frequency. And it can be really frustrating trying to only rely on spontaneous sex when you're just really not on that same frequency. And then it can turn into this person doesn't want to have sex with me or I don't want to have sex with them when it's just, you're not prioritizing that intimacy. So that's a really interesting side effect of scheduling sex that I didn't consider until reading more about it. Um, And then uh, I had another point, but I completely forgot about it. But (laughs) um, yeah, I thought the the medication thing was interesting because I didn't, Oh, I remember what I was going to say was, um, The the psychology of anticipation is actually a big one. And I think we've talked about this in our, I want to say it was in our love episode, like our, our, um, oh no, I know what it was. It was in our uh, social media episode. And we were talking about how oxytocin and dopamine, how those will fire uh, when you get a notification and like a uh, a like or a notification saying somebody's looking at your profile or whatever. So that releases a certain chemical, but then it gets to the point where if you get enough of those notifications, the anticipation of receiving one actually fires that dopamine and makes you feel good before you even receive the actual notification itself. And so that's kind of the psychology of anticipation that your brain can trick itself into feeling happy, just anticipating an action. And so similar to this, I feel like that plays in there where if you're scheduling it, say like, okay, I know I'm going to have sex three days from now. And you know, we're going to have this kind of sex, and it's going to be great. That anticipation leading up to it can actually really help you um, psychologically and like on a neurological level, because you're firing those neurotransmitters that you know, just make you feel good. And so that actually might as a result, also counteract all the other stress and all the cortisol that's firing, you know, in your brain as you're going about your stressful daily life. So there's a bunch of different, I think, ripple effects to doing this. And so I can really see why a lot of psychologists and therapists would recommend doing this for anyone. Yeah. And then I also like that in the article, they were saying about how to just set up this like schedule, but then also that like, well, aim for like your own duration like right like the article on this one it was like oh like her experiment was like a pretty high number right to have sex daily for all those days but they were saying just to start at like being like oh like you know even if it's like one day a week or a few times out of the week it's just to kind of get started or like kind of give that initial boost again if somebody is not doing it on their own or again how you mentioned before are feeling off sync of one another um 
but with, like as with anything, I would say set realistic expectations to yourself because um, everybody's different. But I do think that in accordance to the article that a lot of the time when it comes to something like sex, um, sometimes it just takes getting started and then you remember that you want it more versus when you're not having it, you kind of forget and put it to the side and don't really think about it. But then it's like a lot of times it's like when you're having it, you want more of it versus when you're not. So I feel like that could like set off is like once you like start having sex with a partner again, then you're like, oh yeah, that's right. This is like fun and enjoyable. And then you want it more because it's more fresh on your mind. Yeah. And I mean, if you and your partner can have sex every day for 14 days straight, get a girl, go ahead. But if you can't, I mean, there's no rules, obviously. So do what works for you. I would say the most important thing though, if you don't say like, okay, every Tuesday or whatever, something like that. If you just say, okay, three times a week, let's try and have sex. Make sure that you'd make a date though. Like, okay, this week it's going to be Wednesday, Friday, and Monday, you know, next week it'll be these days because again, you have to put, make it a little bit more concrete than just, Oh, let's try and do it this many days a week because that's kind of how like that vagueness sort of leads to it being pushed to the wayside. So just make sure if you are planning on doing that, um, you know, obviously don't take our advice as like psychological gold, (laughs) but um, if you are planning on doing that, I would say like, make sure it's a little bit more concrete than just kind of a general number of days a week, you know? So write it down on your calendar, make it official, tell your partner about it, make sure that it works with both your schedules, um, things like that. Yeah. And I say just like another idea out there of something different to try if you're looking for something new to try if your partner, like again, this idea of like being able to schedule a time for sex, if it sounds appealing, it's something that's worth a try. I like that it's called an experiment because it leaves it kind of out in the open because that's kind of what it is. Like, you know, it's just something to be like, hey, we can try this if we're in a slump or if we're even looking to just do something different. Like, I think it sounds fun to be like, oh, let's do a sex challenge. You know, I was just going to say it's like like a challenge. (laughs) So like, it's like, yeah, it could be something different to try. But yeah, make it make it a challenge. Make it something fun. You have to have like a scheduling sex four days a week you know, and that's a little bit more than you're used to, try something new, switch it up, challenge yourself to not fall into your old routines. Because believe it or not, even though it might seem like spontaneous sex, it can actually become very routine because it's spontaneous. Right. It like gives it like a change. Like how we talked about actually in the last episode, it's like usually there's some type of routine that happens. So this kind of breaks out of the routine because if you're doing it every day, you probably are more likely to do different positions or try something new because you'll be like, okay, we've done this a few days. Why don't we try this? Just because it it might open that creative space. (laughs) Yes, queen. Challenge yourself. Have some sex. Make it fun. Exactly. Make it weird. Make it fun. (laughs) So yeah, that's our bit on scheduling sex. Try it out. (laughs) I actually have never tried it out. And I will say I'm definitely curious. I feel like I have in a different degree, but I feel like I do have certain times where I'm like, oh, it's like a sex date. <laughs> Maybe that's why I use that word, like a sex schedule. Like, it's like you know, you're going to have it. Would it be weird if you like sent them like a <laughs> oh, like wait. an outlook, like, an official <laughs> meeting invite where it's like, you've been invited to a Zoom call for cyber sex. <laughs> it starts exactly at 9 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, be late. Don't be late. Here's the meeting invite code. That's me. <laughs> 
yeah like not that I feel like I'm more that that specific like that but I've definitely had times where it's like okay like every like both people know everybody (laughs) all the hordes people know (laughs) no you know that was happening at the same time (laughs) no but that's true like I mean especially I feel like a lot of people do that when they first start dating someone yeah like they say okay on the third date or the fourth date I knew that we were gonna you know go back to his place or whatever it is and then so they know (laughs) Yeah, so that's kind of like a sex date because it's a date that you know that's where that's headed. So that's sort of planned in that way. But I feel like the scheduling sex is more for couples that are together uh, or that are like, especially like now, like we said, quarantined together. I think this could be a really good alternative to anyone listening that's having issues. Just something to try out. Obviously, it isn't Bible, but, you know, something different and definitely a stereotype that I think needs to be broken down, which is why we started this show so cha-cha that's my catchphrase what do you think um no <laughs> you keep trying don't don't give up hey you know i ask for forgiveness not permission so mm-hmm. i'm sorry <laughs> so that is all we have to say about scheduling sex let us know what you think have you ever scheduled sex would you ever consider trying it what are the pros? What are the cons? Why is it good? I guess that's the same as a pro, but you know, maybe some people don't know what a pro means. Um, tweet us about it. Let us know on our Instagram. Our handles are sexqueenspod, S-E-X-Q-U-E-E-N-S-P-O-D on Twitter and Instagram. You can also always, always email us. We love hearing from you guys. Seriously, it's why we started the show. Uh, we really want to hear what you have to say, what you think about the content on our show. If you want to hear something different, new, any type of anything like that, personal stories, you know, questions, all of that stuff, throw it at us. We'd love to hear it. Um, so you can also email us at sexqueenspot at gmail.com. And uh, as always, we don't know why you came, but we're glad you did. See you next time, Loyal Royals. Bye.